Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Before we start today's episode, I'm excited to announce that Coin Corner have decided to continue their sponsorship of this podcast. If you haven't heard me talk about Coin Corner before, I spoke about them a lot during season four of Behind the Glass. They essentially make the world of buying and trading Bitcoin and cryptocurrency easier than ever. I'm sure lots of you have heard about Bitcoin in the news. Maybe you have friends who are constantly talking about it, or maybe you yourself as someone who buys and trades Bitcoin. Well, head over to coincorner.com forward slash STG, because whether you're any of those people, I guarantee you'll find more information and an easier way to trade cryptocurrencies than ever before using Coin Corner. When you use that link, coincorner.com forward slash STG, or my code STG when you sign up, you'll get some free SAT, which is a sort of very small unit of a Bitcoin. Bitcoin's value now is very high, and so therefore actually buying one whole Bitcoin fairly expensive. So you can trade sat smaller increments of a Bitcoin. And yes, you'll get those free when you use that link coincorner.com forward slash STG or my code STG when you sign up. I realize cryptocurrency is still a controversial subject. So if you want to find out more, if you want to learn more, and if you want to get trading, head over once more to CoinCorner. Thank you to them for being back and sponsoring the episode. Let's crack on. Hello one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass. I'm your host, Sam, from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass. And I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. Yes, you are. Uh, each week we get together, we talk about cars, motorsport, F1, car, what else? Cars? Cars. We talk cars, about cars, cars. We? <laughs> <laughs> You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can watch us on youtube.com forward slash Behind the Glass. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications. And Tony, if people want to support this podcast, what should they do? Watch it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but also head to Patreon. You can support us on patreon.com forward slash behind the glass. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Now, I know this is like episode three of season five of the <laughs> podcast. We just got back. <laughs> but we are finally settled into our, our new area. It's been so odd, like doing just live episodes all the time. So we had a three week break. Then we came back and did two behind the glass live events. Yeah. And now finally we're getting back into what feels like normality for the yeah, podcast. Yeah. Kind of odd, isn't it? Really odd, yeah. There's no people there. <laughs> <laughs> the just live the events were amazing, though. They were we really good. We love the live events, but it's, it is quite nice to just be you and I, too. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this is our new batch. For those of you watching here on YouTube, welcome to the, yeah, the new setup for Season 5. We've moved around SCGHQ just to kind of, you know, break it up and change it up. It's going to be a sort of a bit of a work in progress behind us. I want to keep adding and changing things up uh, for the backdrop. Tony is, like, fully merched up for Season 5. You've gone all out with the behind the glass. That's actually a staff t-shirt from one of the live events. Is it? It is, yeah. It's what like the parking guy was me for, then? Well, you know, I, just, I had a spare one. <laughs> Are they for sale? Uh, those ones aren't yet, but... They're going to be. Uh, yeah, so basically, obviously, patrons, uh, you get some bits when you sign up, and there's actually some more bits coming, especially for those of you who've been around for a while, so stay tuned for that. But we also wanted to offer some behind-the-glass bits for those of you that aren't patrons but want to still buy some yeah, yeah. merchandise. Unbelievable. People want to... Fit nicely want, as well. Well, uh, I think... No, I've got a top on underneath, Lee. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you could have done with a large. This is large. <laughs> well, and with, I've got a top on underneath. Could have done with an extra. It'd just come up big. Well, not that big. Sure. Okay. Well, anyway, that's just, you know... that. Don't, but you're trying to sell a shirt which isn't a product so you're doing a bad job so just, oh, okay. just leave it out mate <laughs> I should have put it on yeah. <laughs> here we are ready for a relatively normal episode a relatively straightforward episode a few things to discuss but really I want to address something which we've been putting off during the live events but also we haven't really had a chance to talk about because we took our time off which is the insanity of the used car market yeah at least over the last you know three to six months mm. it was building just before we ended season four um, but yeah over the summer I feel like it went 
mad and values, hey, correct me if I'm wrong, gone through the roof on so many cars that you wouldn't have expected to be the case. Basically everything. Yeah. Everything. So yeah, yeah we're going to come back to that. But then obviously our friends at Autocar, who always help us out with amazing topics, have come up with a gem today. Great cars, sure to be future classics. We're almost sport sponsored by Autocar at this point, considering how much we use their articles. But it's because we do love Autocar. Yeah. We slag them off sometimes, but we do, do we? love them. Yeah, yeah. Cause well, you do. Sometimes their lists are awful. Oh, okay. <laughs> then yes, we do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, this one, I had a quick peek. I don't want to go through all of them, but there's some interesting shouts in here. Oh, so they? yeah, I wonder whether maybe we start with that and then use it as a way to come on to the current market. Okay. What well, did you turn up in today, by the way? Uh, A45S. I'm You've still in there. that a lot. No, well, I'm it's going for a service, uh, on Thursday, so I'll stop using it then. But it's just because I've just been in it. You know, I went to the airport and but, I come back in it. I get the feeling you quite like it. I, I do quite like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like to nip around in and that, it's like it's good on fuel. Um, you know, it's small, compact, fast, got all the technology in it. It's, it's just got all right. Something to it. It's got some pizzazz. Right? Yeah, got a bit of character as well. Obviously, the the big elephant in the room is the price of the car. But as we know, New cars are a lot of money now. Is that the latest super hatch? Because we've got RS3 coming, but it hasn't hit the road yet. It's called a hyper hatch. We, we would hyper, call it a hyper hatch. Hyper hatch. Oh, that's yeah. such a great segment. So uh, from BMW, the M140. Um, no, that's, a, that's just a normal hot hatch. You, you'd probably M2 comp. It's not a hatch, but, yeah. you know, M2 comp, A45S and RS3, they're the probably three competitors Fine. the m2's a coupe car so of course but in terms of power and price and segment you'd probably compare them three and they're all out of sync a little bit aren't they because you bit. know m2's coming but we don't know much about it yet mm. rsd's been unveiled but hasn't hit the road so a45 is the sort of most recent one but now what a couple of years old now uh yeah 18 months ago, yeah something like that yeah 2020 i think it came out but it's still attractive and i mentioned before i quite like the clas when i see the cla 45 s's i'm like oh hello yeah they're just i mean they are a lot of money but but so is the new rs3 and the new m2 comp you if know? you want to be in that sector mm. get the cash out yeah but, the, i was offered a a new shape m3 today i didn't buy it um it was too much money to be honest but yeah they're 80 grand, mate. Oh, my God. There was a stunning red one. Dark I just red. saw it. You just, oh, I just saw it. It's lovely, How good does that look? Yeah, they do look good, but they they're just... mega. Bearing on, bearing in mind... I mean, not at the moment. We're going to talk about it later, but in general, M cars have a huge poo in the first two... <laughs> huge poo. In the like you just had about 20 no. minutes ago. <laughs> Sorry no, to reveal your No, I was in like, there yeah, for 20 yeah. minutes. <laughs> um, I'm glad yeah. you didn't do that in the studio. For, anymore, but you, yeah. First two years, you know, they normally depreciate and then they level off. So, um, yeah, as, as a used car, there's no point buying one now. Yeah, it's... Well, you know, but I... We, I've said it a while. We're, I'm, I'm coming around to M3, M4s, and yeah, that stunning red one outside really caught my eye. And Alexander's Prestige have a really nice black M4, but then with the orange interior, yeah, like car new shape one, yeah, the new yeah. shape one. You know yeah, what I think they've cool. done with that with that new car? They have made it a bit more grown up. I think mm. the previous models, mind you, going back then they probably were grown up, but but I think you know they probably they probably attract a an older audience now they look a bit more bit bit like the m5 with a little bit more understated you know what it is when you see it because of the four exhaust and the bigger arches but it doesn't shout you a bit like an rs6 it doesn't really shout at you like the old ones used to have you driven the new one yet not the new m3 or 4 no so i think and this is what i said after i first experienced it they've also made the sort of dynamics grow up it's it's a softer more usable less yeah. blunt tool you it know, looks like it yeah, yeah the old m3 and 4 was just sort of uh, it sounds like it's a bit of a basic basic car you know it just did i did what you would expect it to do well this one's got all sorts of different modes and drives soft mm. it's capable you know it's yeah it's a grown-up car well we know from previous models bmw don't we in general they spend their money on on the driving experience opposed to technology and stuff but they obviously have to up their game because of Mercedes and Audi and Porsche and stuff. The technology is a must now, you know, and the touch screens and the big screens and and obviously just the way it looks as well. So BMW have had to factor that in, which is probably why the price has gone yeah, through the crazy. roof as well. Yeah. 
Okay, well, anyway, we're going to move on, as I say, to this very interesting article, The Great Cars Sure to Be Future Classics from Autocar. We're obviously going to chuck in a few, I guess, of our own, and it's a topic we've touched on every now and again. But what I like about the cars they've selected are these are really modern cars. Okay. We often talk about cars from, you know, oh, like the Speciales of Future Classic. These are things that are outright brand now. new cars. Okay, fair. fair. Uh, some of them are older. Anyway, we're going to get through it. I say this, I haven't actually looked through the full list, so I'm kind of making things up. Uh, now, they've started, I don't think, in the best form, because they're just saying... The 992 generation 911, they think is going to be a future Why? classic 911. Why? So, okay, so they say here, firstly, it doesn't need to strive for future classic status because it's a 911. Um, but they're saying that the, the stunning dynamics and the usability of this generation are going to make it one of the most desirable. The sheer variety of 911s on sale today, Carrera, Carrera S, 4S, Turbo, Turbo S, GTS, GT3. We're going to see the Safari. We're going to see the Turbo. We're going to see all these different variations. The fact that it can do 40 MPG and blend into traffic, all of these different things, I don't think are going to help it. <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? Who the- says it gets 40 MPG as well? I guess a Carrera could. No, chance. I bet a standard Carrera could. Yeah, on on a on a long run, long, yeah. doing twenty. Yeah, 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 but not not average. No, no chance. <laughs> not all day, every day. No, no. But no, you no. know, up to Glasgow and back, you could probably mm, possibly yeah, yeah possibly. at seventy mile an hour, bang on. Yeah, you know well, what I mean. That is the speed limit. Yeah, but you're allowed ten percent. <laughs> if I keep saying this to me, then we're not going ten percent plus two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you try that. Yeah, um, but yeah, I oh. The you? set is falling apart. Those of you not watching on YouTube. No, me, I just kicked the table. Oh, okay. You're stamping your feet because you're overexcited again. No, Hold I, on a I, 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 I mean, it takes me a while to get comfortable, you know. I fidget a bit and I just, I don't know. Well, I won't blame you entirely because I say I did finish setting up this space about half an hour before you arrived, so things are still a bit wobbly. And I only normally stamp my feet when I've got an audience, so there'll be no stamping today. Well, that's a lie. You stamp, <laughs> you stamp your feet when I'm around too, or you bang the table. It's very annoying. Um, so, yeah, I think. Because of the 992, because there are so many iterations now, and it's even more accessible at a standard level, I don't necessarily think people are going to say that this is the generation to have. I think we're seeing 997 celebrated because of the engines. We're seeing 991.2 because of speedster and touring and things like that. I could understand 911R from 991.1, but I don't think the 992 as a generation is necessarily going to be a special No chance, no. But time will tell, because if they all go electric in five years, then... <laughs> well, then everything that's petrol like, yeah, is exactly. going to go mental. So we're, I said that it's a strong list, but <sighs> yeah. it's not the strongest first shout. Next up, though, I am totally in agreement with them. Ferrari Roma. I saw one of them <gasps> yesterday morning, and I, I didn't mention it to you, because I on. forgot. Come on. So I, I've seen a couple now, but I saw it in the petrol station. I popped in to get some fuel on the way here yesterday morning. And uh, it, the the guy had just finished fuel and he was getting out and I watched him drive off. It sounds quite nice, mate. It, the, but the road presence. Yeah. It look, firstly, it's lower and it's wider than anyone look, thinks in photos. Absolutely. It's bigger than what it looks. It's definitely bigger than what it yeah. looks. And it's just got stance and it's very... So I, I just think it's a beautiful car on the road. And you think it'd be a modern classic? Yes. Really? Because I think... <sighs> I think this is it. I don't. Th- well, probably we'll see a Roma S, but I think it's going to be a short-lived car. And the whole point about this car, which has kind of been missed because Ferrari releases why, new why cars Why will it be week. short-lived? I don't really understand. A bit like with the FF or the Lusso. I, I don't think we're going to see Roma being built for the next 35 years. Like the F8 is essentially a 355. Okay, you think that's a lifestyle car? Yeah, I don't think it's right. a lineage. I don't right, think okay, we're fine. not going to see necessarily this type of car built by Fair Ferrari enough. for years and years to come. So... I think the Roma might get a Roma S and I think then that will die and then there'll be something something else. else. So uh, what it's supposed to be, this car, theoretically, is harking back to some heritage of the Grand Touring Gentleman. Yeah. Semi-accessible Ferrari. Semi-usable power, even though it's whatever it's... Semi-accessible at 200 grand. But this is the thing, right? We all cry out and we pray, when are Ferrari going to make a 135 grand Dino? It's just not happening. No chance. But this is... uh, cheaper Ferrari yeah. that can be understated, that is beautiful, that's still got a sort of slight pin and farina look to it almost. It I is just, a pretty car. It's a pretty mm. car. It's a sort of grand... I don't know. I just There's something about... Does it, it drive which, properly? Does it drive... I've not driven one. Does it drive like a Ferrari? You've driven one. Ah, so I said... Here we go. 
<laughs> it's the least Ferrari Ferrari I've ever driven. Okay. But it's the best Bentley Continental I've ever driven. Right, it's somewhere in between. It's somewhere in between. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's got this... There's something that you think, ah, oh, there is something Ferrari about this. Okay, so take the Portofino. Are you doing Portofino? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, so... Hey, look, this is essentially a Portofino. It's a sharper, slightly more urgent Portofino. Okay. That as a package feels nice to be in. Okay. So, you know, it's got the sort of the, the styling, the looks, the feel, make you feel like you're in that kind of Bentley environment, very nice place to be. What would you rather have, Bentley or the Roma? I would have the Roma. Oh, I'd have the Bentley. Yeah, I do, I do go back on this quite a lot. Do you? The Roma might be a touch. So my concern with Ferrari is 812 super fast. It's all just a bit too alert for me. Quick steering on that, like normal Ferraris? Yes, okay, not fair. as quick, but quick. Okay, fair enough. And that's the thing, you know, yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I really, really like that car. And yes, if I had a lot of money, I would be ordering one, but I don't have a lot of money. The Bentley I do adore, but the Bentley you can never get rid of that weight. Even that new GT Speed, mm. there's huge brakes. You can't shed that All weight. All right, I'm going to throw another one in then. And this is the, yeah. yeah. What would you uh, have? Roma. Out of all the three? Yeah, Roma. You would? Yeah, out right. of those three. Just so, for the dynamic capabilities. Okay, fair enough. Turbo S doesn't do enough for me. But anyway, so I think a fair shout. I think mm-hmm. a fair shout that that could one day be a future classic. Now, this I love. The Renault Zoe. That's an electric car. Yes. And how's that getting on? Well. <laughs> a future classic? No, but at some point, right? Okay, if the world goes EV... We don't think it's the final solution. We it don't. might be one potential avenue, but we don't yep. think it's the final solution. But no. let's say the world does go EV. <laughs> mm. Some of the early EVs will be seen as like, you know, uh, what is it called? Groundbreaking yeah. and, and, uh, and early adopted kind of cars. So they will be celebrated and they've put in this type, like the Nissan Leaf. I'm doing some work at the minute with, with Shell and with Nissan and spending some time around the Leaf. It's the second best-selling car in the UK in terms of EVs. Is it? Yeah, Leaf is super popular. What's the best? Uh, Tesla. Okay. Um, but the Renault Zoe, it is kind of cute. And so, yeah, it's electric super mini showed a mass market manufacturer could make a credible, compelling EV long before it was fashionable. And they're right in that. It was one of the very early ones, a bit like with an i3. Yeah. You know, they were a very early car that it looked kind of funky. It did yep. a job. City car. City car, yep. which is kind of where EVs are at their best. True. Yeah. Um, and so, I don't know, I... I don't necessarily agree the Zoe, but I get where they're going with this. Mm, I, I I can't see an electric car being a future classic because... It won't turn on. <laughs> even when it does, not going to go far. Yeah. But what I mean is, is uh, we don't think it's going to be the end goal, but it's definitely the solution for now. The short term. The short term solution. And they're... They're, they're always going to be around. I don't think it's the end goal. I think they're going to sort something out. I think... Um, because again, if they don't, and we definitely are going all electric and it is the end goal, I think that kiss goodbye to your valuable petrol cars. And I mean, oh, that's another screwed. segment. Yeah, but but, but, yeah I mean, uh, you know, let's hope for all these collectors and all these people, because I genuinely think your collection guys will be worthless. I mean, you can disagree well, with me, of, it's but a piece of art it's just point. a piece of art. Yeah, because the government will just say. No, you can't drive. Well, there's no petrol. Well, I, I think it's a piece of art. Could it be worth even more? Because look at pieces of art. I mean, fairly ridiculous things that people stare at and they're paying hundreds and hundreds of mils. So there's no reason why a Zonda couldn't be classified as a piece of art that you want to display in your room as look at what automotive manufacturing was at some point. Yeah. And I'm going to pay 75 mil to stare at it. I think that could happen. But Select stuff, possibly. Yeah, you're not right, a Renault, sorry. But, but, but not, not a normal combustion... 911 unless it's a special one or you know like normal pet you, you know where I'm going like I to- I, I look I yeah. totally see what you're saying I think fundamentally we've got so much to figure out over the next 5 to 10 years yeah. which, which actually is exciting I don't think it's daunting I think it's exciting No and one thing which has really interestingly happened since we took our break basically during our summer break hydrogen has really started to come to the agenda come yeah. to the forefront you know, we were whispering about it. We were hinting at it last year. Whenever we started talking about EVs in the future, we were said that you know we're, we're big into the biofuels. We're so Porsche have just broken ground in that new yeah. biofuels factory, yeah, which we South kind America. of got because they don't invest a load of money. Paul, these big manufacturers in general, they won't put their money where their mouth is unless they believe in something. You know, it's why they why they do motor racing. It's why they you know it's all development and groundbreaking stuff. So we always had an inkling that 
there was probably going to be another path because of what how these manufacturers have decided to invest. That's exactly it. And then yeah, hydrogen. We just seen we've seen more and more cars being announced that are using hydrogen fuel cells, public transportation, mm. development of hydrogen fuel cells. Um, Formula One, obviously, still with the big push towards biofuels, which I think is the route to go. But they're still talking in their area about what they're going to be doing. So yeah, we're seeing more and more as much as manufacturers and and cars on sale are becoming electric we're also seeing more talk in the news about other potential alternative power sources yeah and it's an interesting time and and let's let's get this right the combustion engine isn't the problem it's what goes in it absolutely that's the problem um but the other problem is is that the world is well, there's many different parts of the world. Mm. And, and we've said it before is a solution for London is not a good solution for deepest, darkest China or uh, some parts of Africa or yeah. even some parts of America. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, if you're in Alaska, you don't want to have to be trying to find a hydrogen fuel cell or no. you don't want to have to be charging an electric car. No. Um, uh, so it, there's so much that needs to be worked out. But I get where they're going with this autocar in the sense where some electric cars we will look back on and go, Wow. Like that was pretty groundbreaking at the time. That really took us forward a big step. Like what a thing. And there will be a time where our kids or a younger generation will go, can you believe it? It used to take them an hour to charge a car. Yeah. What would they do? What would they do during that time? What were they doing? Yeah. 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 Uh, Anyway, we move on. Now this is a car that we definitely agree on and we've spoken about a lot before. 675 LT. Mm. Okay, fine. Not brand new, but... I mean, there's a part of us that should be going out and buying this car. We keep talking about how it will be a future classic. If it wasn't McLaren, I would have bought one already. Yeah, but you say this. We've often... not. I I think the Coupes didn't have their issues. The Spiders didn't have that many issues. No. And I I still... I prefer the Coupe, though. I I prefer the Coupe. It's so desirable, though. Yeah. What a thing. I I honestly think that's almost a classic now yeah, yeah that's only it's six that years old it's a, yeah it's a modern classic yeah, desirable already and that's yeah. only six years old but yeah we spoke about this on the f1 podcast last week unbelievable that one mclaren victory can suddenly make their road cars a little bit more desirable mm. because they poor mclaren yeah and i literally said this to paul when for 10 years launching a road car brand whilst their f1 team that it was all based on and pulling on their heartstrings off yeah went to crap yeah and now suddenly, one victory, and I'm like, oh, I really want a McLaren again. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Toyota GT86. Uh, I, I don't know necessarily future classic, but I think a car that's always going to be desirable, like an MX-5. Well, yeah, but almost, you're, you're correct. But when you look at Subarus and Evos, I mean, well, look, at, look how desirable they are now, mate. And they were homologation cars. So, I mean, you know, I know someone that's bought one of them that's, not ever get he bought two, one okay. to use and one to just leave really? for 30, 30 years. Yeah, so I'm wow. just gonna leave it. Yeah, yeah, because he, he genuinely believes that it will be a, yeah. a proper sort of thing. You never know. No. I mean, you know, I, I say like a very desirable car now, and and mm. why why wouldn't it be yeah. another 20 30 years? Um, so yeah, a good shout with that. And I know you keep knocking me and my Nissan Z, but it's a similar kind of makeup, and I'm a fan. Honda E, uh, we've just had this sort of whole topic, so I'm going to skim past it relatively quickly. When that Honda E launched in Geneva, do you remember when it launched? I do, yeah. It was kind of cool. Yeah, because it was something we'd not seen before. It was the, the you know, the the design of it and a the retro inside. Looking, very retro, yeah. But very modern. Look, literally looked like a prototype. Yeah. But, but actually hit, hit come out. Yeah. yeah. But uh, So I can see where they're headed, but I'm a bit like, it's the same argument with the Zoe. There will be certain EVs that stand out and that, yeah, you know, yeah. that stand the test of yeah. time. Now, this is a weird one. Suzuki Ignis. I'm going to read the actual article here because... Why? Like, I don't... Like, that's what I'm saying. So, picking a Ferrari, Porsche, BMW, M, Carl, Morgan to champion from this list is a bit of a cop-out, isn't it? I mean, of course, they're future classics. They're cars of a status that could hardly be any greater as it is. Much better to pick a quirky, quirky little Japanese city car that a lot of people wouldn't look at twice. If you know the Suzuki Ignis, you will rate and love it, and you won't be wanted to be parted from it. That's why it's a dead cert collectible waiting to happen. All right. So where's the Jimny? Is that in there? Maybe. Because that should be. They make a fair point that, as we're seeing now, Japanese cars are having a real 
second life, second wind. But that's because the American market, though, mate. You're so right. They yeah. can start to import them. Correct. Is it 20 years? 25 years. 25 years. So then inherently the values go up as people try and buy them and import Supply them and demand. Supply and demand. Yeah. Suzuki Ignis feels a little like out there for me. Like if they'd gone with like a rare Civic Type R that they, you know, limited, like the Focus RS Red Edition or whatever, you know. Yeah. <laughs> 299 of them apparently. As <laughs> one of our attendees for the event kept telling us. Um, but yeah, this Ignis, I mean, I, not for me. Not for me. Uh, Alpine A110. Yes, 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 yes. Really? Yes, because like <laughs> just a forgotten, overlooked car that, Anyone who drives it loves it, but never buys, which is the interesting part. Mm. Fascinating case study of a company making a car that they wanted to make and not really being bent over backwards by some kind of bigger head of target board or target. Yeah. like that. You know, the, it, the power to weight's insane. The actual feeling in the car, the weight distribution, everything about it, you know, was supposed to be catering. It's supposed to be catering or Lotus. It's supposed to be Competes catering. Competes the Cayman, don't it? Yeah. Was it? I can't remember who's developed it with it first. It was catering. Was it? Sure, it was supposed to be a cage room. Anyway, uh, just a very cool thing. Yeah, yeah. It's not long for this world. I think the next Alpine is going to be electric. So I think people will look back on that, like they do on the original one. It's nowhere near the original rally car. No. A cool thing either way. Yeah. Uh, up GTI. I've just all. bought one of them. Literally no, you today. Not. You know, really? You know the little red one that was yeah. here yesterday? We spoke last time she come. And uh, she's one of our yeah, viewers. Yeah. And uh, she said, I'm ready to sell now, Tony. No. I'll give you a call. And I just bought it this morning. Yeah. Oh, my. Can I come and drive it? Of course you can. I've never driven one. Really? Yeah, I've always loved the idea of it. I've never driven one. So they. The, have you driven a Mark 1 Golf GTI? Nope. Okay. So in characteristics, it, it's fairly similar. It's, it is different, but okay. I think that's where they kind of went with it. Sure. I, I think. Simple, hot hatch, Very simple. Fun, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. they're so cool. I think they yeah. look great. And I'm all for a three-door hatchback. Yeah. Three-door. Who yeah, yeah, yeah. Five doors? Yeah. Ridiculous. And the interior. Very cool, yeah. So they do, I'm, do I'm a five-door, though. They do a five-door up? Yeah, I think that's, I think yeah. that's one I've just bought was five-door. Oh, okay. Well, I want the three-door. Okay. <laughs> like you want a three-door Defender? Yeah. So you oh, pay... I still do, Tony. <laughs> you pay as much money for a bit of inconvenience. So when Story I took the, When I took the GT3 to <laughs> Wales... I stayed overnight in a hotel once and a guy rocked up in an all black, fully kitted out, you know, the adventure pack. Yeah. 90 Defender. And I spent all night staring at it going... New shape one. New shape one. Yeah. yeah. Going, I, I just... <laughs> I know it's impractical. I know it will annoy uh, you. You live in London. I live in London. <laughs> I have a... But the Twiggy actually really loved it. You can't Good. fit anything in it. I, but I, there's just a part... You know what? I just want to live with one for a bit. Just... I just... They are cool. Land Rover, give him a car, for God's sake. Three Please just give him a something. car. Yeah, just give him a car. I tell you what, though. Uh, um, uh, in a couple of weeks, we're getting um, Andrew from Alexander's Prestige to come on. Is he? We're going to be doing a special because the man is obsessed with super SUVs. Right. So all these things that we slag off, RSQ8s and Eurus's, he buys them all. He's obsessed. So he the, buys them that, for himself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Per, Fair like, enough. Personally. As personal cars. he has tons of cars coming through. As family cars. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I want to yeah. get him in because I just like, pick his brains because I didn't realise anyone actually bought these cars. So I just want to know. It's about but, 50% of the market, but okay. No, no, but that big, like the big, the big SUV. Stuff. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. talking about your standard but it, Q8. It, yeah, no, no, no. He, He's, he's doing the big, big baller uh, stuff. SVRs. Oh, yeah. RSQAs, well and above that. You know. Yeah, yeah. Bentley Bentaygas, Euruses. And we were catching up just when we both got back from the holidays. And, and he said, oh, what, what are you doing with your X3 and stuff? And I said, oh, you know, it's good. He goes, mate, you've you got to change it up. There's so many better <laughs> SUVs. And I was like, oh, my God. So I get the feeling he's going to put pressure on. And I don't know if he leans towards it. Anyway, it's going to be an interesting one. So hopefully you're not both going to gang up on me at the same time. But Well, we will, yeah. Yeah, I can see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, BMW i3 goes within that same. So I think i8 and i3, I think i8 potentially could be a future classic. Yeah, yeah, because that was groundbreaking when that came out, you know. That was that was a real, like, wow moment, you know. Disappointing. It was disappointing, <laughs> yeah. But groundbreaking. And yeah, you're right. You know, it was a new thing. And it's still this day, most non car nerds like us will go like wow what is that thing? it does drive well as well you know yeah but it's slow it, it is slow but so is a mark 1 r8 <laughs> yeah i know but this is not a mark 1 r8 it's a brand new i8 right but i know what i'd have out the two would no you would not that's well, a, lie. A, that a, v8, a lie a v8 r tronic mark 1 r, uh, r8 or an bmw i8 i8 all day long Okay, you said the Artronic bit. I forgot yeah. about the Artronic. I was thinking you're the both auto. You have to compare yeah, auto yeah, with yeah. auto. No, no, fair. Okay, fine. You're right. Yeah, it is cool the i8, but I just I didn't. I don't know. I, I don't really like the design that much. <laughs> <laughs> I basically don't like. But it. You like a three door <laughs> Defender? <laughs> I love a three door. <laughs> I just need Ineos to hurry up and make that damn Grenadier. Uh, anyway, moving on. A car. I mean, I feel like Autocar maybe listened to us when they helped build this list. They definitely listened to us because Because there's some cars on there. Next up, Julia Quadrifoglio. Yeah. Hands down. I would agree with that. So, in our trip that I teased last week, our Euro trip, I was chatting to my mate at the Alpha Factory last week. He might try and get, bring over a GTAM for us to oh, have a that's plane. Oh, that's good. Yeah, That'd yeah. That'd be good, right? Well, it will be good, yeah. Okay, so keep our fingers crossed with that. But yeah, Julia Quadrifoglio, 100%, will be lusted after yeah. for years to come and people will realise just how good Just it is. please, please, Alfa Romeo, your next one you make, please do something with the inside. I mean, I'm looking yes. at a picture. Please, just make it like a BMW or an Audi inside. You've absolutely cracked it at that point. The design isn't horrific, but the infotainment is... Is ten years it's behind terrible. everything else. The the dials, like it's you're just yeah, behind. You are. For ten years ago, you'd be like, oh wow, yeah. But it's not right, and when you consider what the Germans and and other yeah. Europeans and Japanese are doing, you know, it's all different level. Oh no, auto car. Oh no, who paid you for this? Aston Martin DBX. No chance. Absolutely. Okay, but don't even can't even sell them. But. <laughs> That often helps something become a future classic, by the way. Could the museum be, car you made. Yeah, the museum car. Could this be the LM002 of Aston Martin? No. Do you not think if they, if it's like, okay, so the Rapid I'm obsessed with obviously hasn't Why really do you like that. that car, mate? Mate, it's a, it's a four-door V12 Vantage. They don't make it no more. No. So, exactly, because they don't sell them. It's crap. <laughs> It's crap, but that's why it's good. Oh, Anyway, let's not get into that. Cause, so in your mind, everything that doesn't work and that's it's not crap about not is work. good. No, it's not about not working. It's about character and personality. I don't like perfection. Hey, in some cases, some cases I love perfection. But when it comes to cars... We can see you don't like perfection, by the way. <laughs> Shut up. When it comes to cars, I don't like perfection. A car that does everything fantastically isn't for me. But this is the world we live in, mate. I know, but it's not not for me. Right. I like things that are flawed. And actually, I should like well, the because it's flawed. Let's go through some of your cars. They're all flawed. F-Type, I would argue, is not. That is a great car. It has got its imperfections compared to a 911. Yeah. But it is a great car, that uh, F-Type. Agreed. 4C, terrible. Terrible. Uh, I'm not going to go in on the 360 because it's an old car. Let's talk about modern cars. Uh, 540C, terrible. Why? Well, it doesn't work. Okay, but... It doesn't work, mate. Yeah, go on. Okay, fine. Uh, Three-door Defender. <laughs> I haven't uh, bought that. But you're going to. You've it doesn't work. you the other cars I had, didn't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, a little uh, bit. No, Cayman works. That's a good car, but you didn't like it. 
uh, 9-11 tea that you took around the world. I think you liked it because you took it around the world, but actually you wouldn't rush out and go buy another because one. Because it wasn't flawed. Because it, because it was a good car. Exactly. Didn't yeah. like it. Uh, what else? Abarth 695 Reposto. Loved it because it was absolutely pointless. But I actually got that car. You understood it. I you? understood yeah, that yeah, car, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that... that it had something about it. It was a. That's co- what I'm saying, though. Stop yeah, eating your own words. Yeah, but there's not many, mate. There's like, I mean, so, like their mothers that I reeled off. They were awful, just awful cars. But they had something about them. Yeah, they didn't work. Yeah, they all like had it. all had the same in common. Can we get back to this list? Please? <laughs> it's becoming far too common that you spend the whole episode slagging off my own cars. So the DBX for me. I think this is a disaster that Aston Martin would have forget, but... Supposed to save the company, that. Supposed to save the company. <laughs> but there could be a time when it's seen as, like, you know, that Lagonda, the original long, wide Lagonda thing, or there's a chance that in 20 years, I'd be like, can you believe Aston built an SUV? Like, what, yeah. a, what a quirky looking thing. Well, I think they will probably continue to, to build it because obviously yeah. that's going to take the Rapids place. I... Yeah, yes, course, they're probably yeah, not yeah. going to make that. You know, they will continue to build it, but you know, I think what's saving Aston at the moment is the convertible Valkyrie because they've just got a load of money off a load of people again. Well, actually, I don't think they have. Uh, uh, really. I spoke to a friend over the oh, weekend. Dear, he was a Valkyrie coupe customer who bailed, and they can't sell the Spider slots now. Ah. Um, and so a lot of the coupe guys have switched over to the Spider, which is what I thought they'd do. They can't get rid of their coupes. And there's a bit of a. I I yeah, knew that was coming. But what that is a disaster. Disaster. Yeah. M2 competition. No. I'm going to say no, but I am going to say M2 CS. I'm just I I am because look at look at any of those specials. Look at the M3. I forgot all their names now. The orange one. That was a. I'm going to say M2. The normal. Just a bog standard M2. Yeah. Yeah, maybe like a bit like the one. That started it. Yeah. Yeah, a bit like the one M. But I think the CS will be looked back on very favorably. Mm. Those special edition German things are sought after. Yeah, but not. Have you seen? Uh, while we're on the subject of BMW special, the the DTM and the GTS don't see many of them now, do they? Really don't. Really don't. And they still fetch a fair up. few pennies theoretically. Mm, yeah, seventy, eighty GTS, grand. That was the one I was thinking of. Yeah, by the way, yeah. yeah. The DTM, yeah. I think, was pointless. Always was. Well, it was basically the same as the GTS. Yeah, yeah. GTS was cool. Yeah. Even though I've just slagged off a car, which is identical. <laughs> the, the DTM was like a couple of canards, didn't it? I had like, like this Pretty much. Paint or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stupid yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, Fiesta ST. Really? Uh, well, not the new one, because it's got a, But Fiesta STs in general, I mean, anything ST and RS yeah. always holds its weight in you know, that modern classic, you know, it's a go-to car for people, isn't it? The point that Autocar make, given that in 50 years' time, some of the youngest people reading this today will be in their 60s and 70s, and that we always want what we couldn't have when we were younger. But you can have them now. Well, not if you're skin. Well, well, that's saying a lot of things you can't. No, no, have. But, but that's the whole point. That's the you know that's what we that's what we see in the market, isn't it? The cars that we wanted are, or we couldn't afford or we wanted when we were young. When you make some money, you go out and buy. Yeah, but mostly that's like 911s or what we're seeing now. It's like sports cars and supercars. It's not little... Depends where you are in the world. Depends uh, what you... I guess. I still want a Golf R32. Massive Mark IV R32 I desperately want because that was... When I passed my test, I got a Golf Mark IV, but it was a 1.4 litre and I longed after an R32. So what they're saying is, is like that car is going to be like... Like one of them golfer or, or yeah. the the mod like the, the equivalent to the two oh five GTI yeah, now. Exactly, that's what no, they're saying. No, no, I don't think so. I agree with you. Yep. Um coming towards the end of our list. Porsche Cayenne. Uh, maybe that turbo GT thing, but No. The old GTSs are doing well. The Gen One Cayenne GTSs are starting to pick are up. Are they? Yeah. Uh, I think they're a beep to run. Mm. But oh they are. Oh yeah. they are. But really expensive. Well. 812 super fast. Uh, Last naturally aspirated Ferrari. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> like, like all V12 Ferraris, that, that will be just fine. Yeah. Uh, and then they're saying Morgan three wheeler. Is that still, they still make that? I mean, no. I think they've been making it for 70 years, haven't they? No, really? Yeah. I thought they stopped making that like ages ago. No, they, they still, still make it. They're about to make the electric one as well. Uh, you know. Mm. You know what? Fair play, Autocar. Good list. Thank you. 
Would you chuck anything else on there real no, quick? Not that I can think of. No, so let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad they've done that list yeah, and not exactly. us. Let us know below, comment, what do you think? Real modern future classics. I don't want things, I mean, the LT snuck in there, but I don't want speciales and what and uh, performantes. I was like that right now. Right now, Defender 90. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Tony, talk to me about the used car market. Oh. Where do you, how far do you want me to go back? Where do you well, want me to start? I don't really want you to go back. What I want to understand is, firstly, are we still in uh, an increasing value market? No. So things that you think have leveled off, but leveled off inherently high, or they're coming back down? So I haven't seen down yet. I have seen leveled off for sure in the last five, six weeks, 100%. Because, listen, we... We as a business have been buying cars for more than what we were selling them for pre-COVID. Okay, wow. So, you know, this we're talking 20% increases, you know? So it was never, ever going to carry on because what some manufacturers have got now, problems, well, they've created the problem because there's no new cars. There's too many cars that are too close to list now. Uh, for instance, Caymans, even just normal 2.5 Caymans, GTSs, for example, McCann GTSs, even like normal diesel McCanns that were mm, late 30s retail last year, we're paying for the same car with more mileage, paying trade 40 grand for them now. Wow. Yeah. So, obviously, and then we got a margin on top of that. So, inherently, they've gone up six, seven thousand quid. Not saying that's their margin, but and and there's more miles on them. But that's because you can't get a new one. You know, sure. it's always driven by you can't get, it's always supply and demand. Um, and the biggest increase, it's not my market, but from what people tell me, is the lower end. So, what I'm saying is thousand pound cars. 1,500 quid cars. They've doubled in value. Wow. Yeah, where they're now 3,000 quid and 4,000 quid. And, uh, you know, it's gone because there's just no cars, mate. It's really odd. And so this is all tied into the lack of delivery of new cars, lack of availability of new cars. So people are going to the used market and therefore pushing values up. Well, originally it it was spiked by all this money that people hadn't spent for over a year. So when we come out of lockdown one... And the mo- the motor trade went mad in terms of of um, people buying cars. That was fueled by furlough and grants and um, people just were cash rich and loans. So this next spike that happened this year was wasn't fueled by that. It was fueled by just three hundred billion quid in people's accounts in these countries that they didn't go on holiday they for a whole more than a year 18 months they they didn't go out on restaurants and they didn't buy clothes you know initially you buy clothes online but once you bought what do you want to buy clothes for you can't go out can't go anywhere you can't go out when we was all allowed out again you, you your two biggest purchases in life is house and car we saw the house market do that and the car market exactly the same. And and there was a boom. And the reason why I think it's leveled out now is because I think everyone's purchased what they want to purchase, firstly. The, and car prices have just got to that point now. They can't keep going up, mate. It, it had to level off at some point. And like I said, we have seen that now where it has started to level off. Now, will the decline be the same as the increase? No. I, I, I would say no chance. In terms of its rate or in terms of how far they will drop? How, how quickly it'll go back down. Okay, so the rate uh, of de- it, decrease. It yeah. will always be steady. And again, this is all fueled by the manufacturers. And, and how it works is, is, I was telling people yesterday because they were asking me, is that what's been happening over the last year or so is that the used car market and the punters have been having the money. Whereas in general, it comes from the top. The manufacturers have the money, but there's no top. So it, it, it's got to go from middle to down. 
So that, that's where the money's come from. The, the money's here. It's not there anymore. It's not in the power of the manufacturer because they haven't got the supply to give to the middle ground, essentially. Okay. If you get what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, so I'm it all comes on levels. If you sure. look at levels and percentages, that's how it's worked out. So the thing which, which I've trying to get my head around is that I know lots of friends who've gone, oh, market's so hot right now. I'm going to sell my car. Like, yeah. I wasn't thinking about it, but yeah. I've yeah. been offered decent money. I'm going to sell my car. Now, that I understand. What I do understand is who's buying? Because one thing I'm aware of is the market's hot. I mean, Chancellor Dies, which I watch, watch regularly, are selling strong again, right-hand drive examples. Project 7's selling fairly strong. Even Project 8's are starting to climb back up. So all the cars that I'm regularly watching are selling high. So if I had the money, I'd be like, I'm going to wait. Like, I'm not going to shop right now. Mm. So do you not think, I mean, who's buying firstly? And secondly, are they not adding to that problem? Because it just keeps that market going up. People are encouraged to sell, sell for high. People are prepared to spend lots of money. Well, the, pe- the, people, that, the people that have sold for high, and I completely agree because I've bought loads of cars from that for that reason, but people that have sold them because they don't need them anymore, they don't want them. And actually they bought them last year, pre-COVID, and, and now they decided they just don't need them. Now, in this pandemic as well, most sectors have done okay because we've all been propped up by the government. But no matter what you say about this, this government, whatever they've done wrong or right, and I'm not going to get into the political values of it, they have kept the country financially on the straight and narrow. I'm sure if you're in hospitality, you would feel pretty uh, differently. But, but you're right, many other sectors have been able to continue and have been supported in some shape or form. And, and heck, we are operating as a country economically right now. Yeah. So you're, you're right, there's, there's been pros and cons, but fundamentally, hey, look, people are buying and selling cars. So. And we were in a, we was in a recession last year, right? Mm-hmm. We're not now, I don't think I'd need to look, but as we stand, I don't think we are. We were in a session, recession, and in a recession, in general, it's middle management that suffer and the £10 an hour people, which is hospitality, mm-hmm. um, pubs, it's all that, in general, unless you work for the public sector, as in mm. nursing, or you're always fine. But Just getting shit paid. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and you have to clap your hands, because, yeah. again, they're another reason why the, the country stayed alive, because of them incredible people. Again, that's another story. But the 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 way, the reason why the cars have done what they've done, and houses as well, is because people weren't affected like they thought they were going to be affected and actually they've come out better off mm, you know mm. they've had the furlough money and and the, and the people that have got a bit about them have gone out and got another job so they've earned some more money and they're not spending it so that's a big thing mate if you're earning money the same money you're still going to work but you're not spending it and you're saving thousands of quid a month which you wouldn't normally you think right sod it, I'm going to treat myself, been locked up for a year, I'm going to move out, so I'm going to buy myself a new car, I'm going to do my garden, I'm going to buy myself some new clothes. And no matter what tier you're in, you, you spend all your money. And that's what's happened. I, I can see that. And I think, so therefore, what's your thought on people? Because there's definitely some other people that I know who are seeing this and going, oh, well, now is, now is a great, there's lots of money to be made within the car space because of these sort of values. Now, do we think modern classics... The other side of it, right, is that there's this, this sort of burgeoning interest in modern classics. Old is now gold, right? So, hey, cars from five, ten years ago, we're just better. They're more desirable. We're seeing it with the likes of Carrera GTs going to up to millions, a million pounds. You know, we're seeing, yeah, what, what we were looking at the other day, all the Japanese cars. You know, so mm. lots of cars increasing in value. And that's not just a supply and demand thing. That's a shift in what people want, the desirability. Yeah. So there's even a space now where new collectors or people come to the market going, this is a, a good time to try and uh, flip cars or trying to make money on cars because mm. not only is there a demand for used, but also there's an increased demand for old. But that, that, but that is always fueled by money, mate. It's fueled by money because these people might not have had the money to buy these cars last year mm. because their businesses were on their arse or for whatever reason they didn't have the money. Now they have mm. because... Their businesses haven't been affected. They've been better off. So they think where they're on the peripherals and they're worried and you've got the the factor of sod it. My, I'm, I'm fortunately, 
you know, I lost my mum or my dad or, you know, I lost someone close to me because of COVID, I'm going to go and spend some money. Mm. You know, we're only here once. We all mm. live once. And, yeah. and it's just, when one person, it's really peculiar how this world works because it's a domino effect. When one person does it, the next person does it, and the next person does it. And it's like Chinese whispers. And yeah, we, yeah. we see it all the time where we sell a car. We might have a car for six weeks in stock, say. We sell a car, the very next day we take three other calls on it. Wow. And we hadn't had a call on it before. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like something switches in someone's brain. Sure. And that's just what's happened. I think everyone's yeah. just gone crazy. But that's stopped now. Well, it's stopped. But if you're thinking about potentially selling your car, maybe you hadn't thought about it and you want to find out how much it's now worth, give Tony a call. And that's very good. That's yeah. very good. Because I really do need some cars well, still. Well, but also you might surprise yourself because, you know, hey, that X3 and lol, lol. BMW every now and then do do call me up because they, they always want it back because they know it's a desirable car because you can't get a new one either. you can't get a new one yeah. and everyone wants the the forty I's or the forty D's so every two or three months I get a call from two or three different BMW dealerships saying hey would you consider selling mm. and six months ago whenever it was and I got a settlement quote. It's gone up again. He was in front. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god. Like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I just get rid of the damn. Th- oh, I know. But, then, oh, but the there. problem is for you is that, like most people as well, if if you're if you're selling to buy something else, it's pointless yeah, unless well, you really gonna, want it. You're still going to pay the high. There is yeah. still a shortage of used cars, by the way. Mm. There is a shortage, but I think most of them have just found their plateau where they can only go up a certain amount. You know. And I think they've all found their ground now. It's certainly in my market, for sure. I can't speak about all the markets, especially the classic market, because it's not my field. But, um, but yeah, certainly in, in the everyday market, it, it's it's definitely plateaued. Well, to hype even further future episodes of this podcast, you spoke about classics. I, I've got, there's some things going on which I will reveal soon. I can't reveal just yet, but I think towards the end of this month, the beginning of October, a big new exciting sort of opportunity for anyone who's into cars, especially more the classic-minded cars that we'll be able to chat more about. And I think we're going to have a guest on who'll be able to touch a lot more about what the classic car space is doing and some of the opportunities in that classic car space. So yeah, if, anyway, that's all, I'm not going to say much more mm. about that than there, but that'll be a very cool episode. Um, but yeah, hey, look, it's an interesting time and i think it's an exciting time for cars and petrolheads it's an expensive time but there's stuff going on i feel like the the car market seems strong at the moment there seems to be options opportunities it's strong because there's a shortage this is why that it it, it mm. the, the used car market is strong at the moment because dealers in general and punters are all fighting over the same cars mm. in in general that doesn't happen because there's plenty to go around so maybe as a, because I'm not in it, it's exciting. So I'm like, wow, so much is, you know, yeah. it's all happening. So, and what else has yeah. had an effect as well that you guys wouldn't necessarily see the general public is these big online businesses that have become, that have come around the Collecting last couple. Cars. Well, uh, that's not what I was thinking. Oh, okay. I, I, was th- I was thinking more like um, Cinch or... Oh, sorry. Um, okay. Kazoo. Um, Kazoo, yeah. Yeah, Kazoo, they're, the, Cinch, they're the two. So what's happened with Air is that... that most people will probably know, and if you don't know, I'm going to tell you. Um, we Buy Any Car is owned by British Car Auctions, BCA. Cinch is also owned by British Car Auctions, no BCA. Idea. Yeah. So what happens is, so they've got a they've got a, a wholesale arm now mm-hmm. and a retail arm. Amazing. So what's happened is, is that that's strengthened, I don't go to auction, but it has strengthened auction prices because what Cinch are doing, they're picking off all the good cars and putting them into their retail section. Genius. So yeah, it's genius Absolute from genius. their point of view because the, the, they've they've cut the middleman out as in the independent dealer and they've got a wholesale and a retail and a middleman. So they're having three bites of the cherry, essentially. So that's pushed car prices up as well because it's all about demand over the last couple of years these these companies are selling thousands and thousands of cars a month mm. obviously they're all losing money at the moment but this this is all to do with share prices and stuff they're going to get they'll get to a point and they'll float and then they'll sell up and that, that that's the way they make their money but their five, first five years they they budget to lose 200 million quid or something but yeah. eventually in business it does turn around if you keep Plum, plummeting money in, it will come back round. Um, collecting cars have their own niche. It's an enthusiast se- uh, I, section, isn't if it? If I'm yes. honest, I like what they do. 
I don't think it affects the market in any way. I don't think... I, uh, don't I, you think it reflects the market rather than affects the market? Um, pop... Not from my point of view, because maybe in their in then I, I think they're still fairly niche collecting cars. They found their niche and they've done very well, and and you can't knock um, Ed for what he's done, um, what he's doing, or what he's doing. Yeah. yeah, he's expanding the business, and and good luck to him. Is you know fair play, but but I, I unfortunately the market dictates. You know the. The punters and the market dictate the market. Of course, but I think that's why that, that site, in my mind, is so good or so genius, is that they almost just allow it to happen. As you say, any car's worth what someone's willing to pay for it. For sure. And anyone who's buying the cars on that site, because they are sort of enthusiast or specialist cars, usually interesting or quirky, mm. anyone's buying kind of roughly knows what they should be paying for that car. Yeah. Um, or at least they've done their research. And of course, as with any auction, you're going to get some people who are very keen are going to pay a little bit over. Some stuff's going to go a little bit under. But fundamentally, most stuff comes out about right in terms of market value. We market value, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. You know, So so it's it's not that you're going there. I think, hey, look, I had an amazing experience with my 911. The you did, yeah. I sold it. Super easy. I was super happy with what it sold for. The guy who bought it was really, really nice. Yeah. And happy day. So as a seller, great experience. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm sure you could have bad experiences as a seller, but that's the risk of going to auction. And You'd I guess why you e- use a reserve. Bad experiences at auctions and dealers, I'm sure. You know, there's no, I don't think there's any different, but I just think collecting cars as a model, as good as it is, I don't think it's big enough. I think for you to an aff- effect, a really affect yeah. a market, yeah. I think you need to be a, a conglomerate. Yeah, I think it's made it an exciting way to by specialist or enthusiast cars, yeah. you know, yeah. from that point of view. But, but yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say it's affecting the market, but I do think it's it's reflective and it helps someone like me, as I say, keep an eye on Project 7 values or Charles Rodali values because it's kind of reflective. Okay, that's kind of what someone's willing to pay for. That's what mm. the demand's at. These are cars that are semi-desirable. How quickly are they selling? How many views? So it's super interesting. Um, but yeah, hey, look, as I say, for me as an outsider just watching, I think it's a cool time because I'm seeing cars coming and going and there seems to be a lot of interest and it's not like there's an inherent value and then no one's buying them. You know, you're not sticking cars up at loads of money and no one wants it, which obviously the market wouldn't work. But um, it's just going to be interesting to see moving forward with, you know, modern car manufacturers trying to push the EVs and deliver those. Um, but then also there's still being a delay. People thinking or enthusiasts wanting older cars, values going up. It's a... It's a it's an interesting time. So I can let the general public into a little bit of a secret. I already know it, but I'll let you I'll let you in on it. When you see, for instance, on advertising platforms like Auto Trader, stock back up to over five hundred thousand. On the no- total number of yeah. cars on Auto Trader, yeah. over five hundred thousand. Over five hundred thousand, it means that, that stock levels are back to where they were before okay. because that was average what there was on there and now they're at three um, ninety or wow, something okay. so there's a huge gulf so in in for instance if you go from at that point they're twenty percent down yeah, yeah, yeah. advertising so what you have to use auto trader in these big and the reason why I say auto trader because it's the big advertising platform. Sure, they don't write checks for cars, but it is the biggest advertising platform for dealers, essentially. So when they're short, the markets there's no cars. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to wrap it up because <laughs> I think we could talk about this for probably hours and hours. Yeah, we can. Yeah. I think we need to revisit it. That's always the best thing to do. Maybe, maybe towards Christmas, Mm. see, see what's happened, see what's changed. What I'd love to know is what's happening in your country. I know America's seeing a very similar thing at the minute with crazy values on the used market, um, especially on bring a trailer and things like that. So yeah, wherever you are in the world, because lots of you are listening from lots of different countries, comment below. If you're watching on YouTube, let us know is the market, is the used market insane in your country right now or things pretty normal? Um, We'd love to find out. And and as well, we see very often that, that, you know, people comment from other countries and they still can't believe how cheap our cars are. Yeah, I was talking to somebody about about 992 GT3s because somebody offered me a build slot in Europe Mm -hmm. and it was, they were only asking 10 grand over list, but the car still made it was 185 grand. Yeah. And I was like, oh dude, like one spec'd up here is like 140 grand for me. He was like, what? Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, it's it's insane in that side of you. So yeah, let us know. We'd be be fascinated. Um, But hey, it's been been good to do a studio episode. Yeah, been a bit odd. Been a bit odd. (laughs) I've been waiting to like look at people and catch people's eyes and they're not here. So maybe that just means we need to do more live shows. But uh, we hope you guys have enjoyed it and you're happy 
happy to hear hear us back in our studio setting. Uh, so yeah, give it a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube and you have enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe, turn on notifications so you don't miss future episodes. Uh, if you want to follow Tony, he's at Tony Gravelwood Car Sales on most social media platforms. And I'm at Seen Through Glass on most social media platforms. We will be back with you next week for another episode. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 